Welcome to the Full Tank with Phil podcast. This is a special, it's the Sportsbook special episode, and I am joined by my pals from the NASCAR betting preview show that comes on every Wednesday night on Twitter, and we are here tonight uh, to give a roundtable discussion on various sportsbooks topics. So I'm going to, you know, give the breakdown of the kind of why we're here, how we got here in just a second, but I do want to introduce the guests that are on this week and happy to have them. We're going to start with Derek. He's at picks by blaze on Twitter. Derek, how you doing tonight? Bill, I'm doing great. I appreciate you uh, having us on. It's cool to be doing this on a night that's not Wednesday. So uh, pumped to be uh, talking with you and talking to all the boys tonight. Awesome. Happy to have you. Next, we have Mark at Skybox NASCAR. Some people call him Mark. Some people call him Skybox, but uh, we're happy you're here. Mark, how you doing? I'm doing good. I know this topic has been floated around for a few months now. Um, I'm glad we're finally getting around to it. And uh, I think there's going to be a, a ton of great ideas, probably a couple far-fetched ideas, but uh, really looking forward to it. Awesome. And last but not least, we've got Rory at Rory Picks on Twitter. How you doing tonight, Rory? Doing good. Just glad to be on again. Um, love doing these shows. And this one should be a good one right here because I have some sports books that I really hate. And <laughs> I also have some that I love. So this is going to be really, really, really good. I'm glad we're doing this. Awesome. So to kind of set the table here, um, the thing that we're trying to do is, first of all, it made sense to kind of group our group back together here to do this in podcast form, because if you've been listening to the podcast, whenever I've been solo, I've been doing the Phil's fired up section and, and lately took the attempt to try to review some sports books, the ones that I use. And, you know, that was great. It's been going well and, and getting some good feedback on that. On Wednesday nights, when we're all together making picks and all, um, the topic of, you know, sports books and the future of NASCAR gambling does come up a lot. And it just really made sense to kind of bring, you know, these two shows kind of together. And we're using this platform to, to get that going. Now, what we're trying to do is, you know, if you're, Looking forward to what the agenda is here tonight. Uh, we're, we're trying to first talk about the general way that we've always betted on NASCAR or gambled on NASCAR and what we're doing now, um, what state we live in, just like the general kind of foundation for everybody and, and how they gamble. Then we want to get into some of the positives of the way that things are right now. You know, this is not supposed to be a, a negative thing. This is supposed to be, you know, kind of starting from, you know, a positive place and then going to constructive criticism, because that's where we're going to go after that, which is things that we'd like to see in the future, because um, this is a, a group that has a lot of opinions. Obviously, we, we gamble on the sport um, every week. So we obviously will have things that we want to see more of. So um, that's really what the the loose agenda is it's round table we'll be uh kind of jumping in on each other's thoughts here and, and at the very end i want to lay out an idea for the guys that i've been you know struggling with for a while or, or called out a while ago and let them uh pick it apart so um with that i'll throw it over to derek he's the host on the nascar uh, 
preview show every Wednesday night, the gambling preview show on Twitter, eight o'clock. And um, Derek and I have been talking about this for a while, trying to loop this up. So um, Derek, I wanted to give you a chance to kind of jump in and share your thoughts on why we're here as well. Yeah, well, I appreciate that, Phil. And uh, I think your platform is perfect for uh, what we're going to do tonight. And uh, I think so many will enjoy yet uh, learn. So I uh, just wanted to touch on with what you were saying and a little bit of the purpose as well, if, if I may, because uh, the, the purpose of this special is really to align our shows, the Full Tank with Phil, NASCAR betting preview show, as well as content and uh, with future development and the positive trajectory that the uh, NASCAR gaming division is on. Uh, furthermore, you know, for the past 123 days or the 17 weeks, 17 consecutive weeks, you, me, Mark, and Rory have been instrumental in helping build positivity within the NASCAR gaming industry while also helping to enhance the industry's growth and future. I mean, every every week I can't thank you guys enough for what you do, and it's because of you guys that we're growing and we're helping to build um, this community. So, uh, you know, as... As we continue to see or be seen by leaders and influential individuals within the community, it's also important that we have open discussions like this in an effort to helping uh, communicate positive and areas of improvement, which you touched on as one of the talking points. So, you know, for this new and experienced, whether you're the new or an experienced NASCAR better uh, listening today, this year, or many years down the road, this episode is going to be, I think, very positive and uh, helpful. So uh, it's apparent, you know, just thinking a little larger, it's apparent that the leadership team of the NASCAR gaming division has a passion to grow the this industry specifically and the sport as a whole. Uh, for instance, you know, supporting NASCAR supporting Todd Furman and Chris Wormy to do their Stay Green podcast. Uh, key representatives uh, are at each race event and they're helping to gauge and understand how to best grow the industry. They're boots on the ground, if you will. They're getting a pulse for um, people like us and uh, additional legislation states uh, as they pass legislation. Uh, but it's also companies like DraftKings, and we're going to see that on Bubba Wallace's car at New Hampshire. Uh, DraftKings is the full primary sponsor for that car. We've seen BetMGM. So those companies are actively getting involved through sponsorship, marketing, and advertising as well. So um, thank you again, Phil, for opening your doors to having all of us come on. And, um, you know, I think I think I speak for everybody. We're just so excited to be able to talk about this tonight. So thank you. Absolutely. So, you know, I think it's cool for all of us. Like we're used to doing shows, whether it's Wednesday night or, or my pod each week that the shelf life is really only like seven days or less than that uh, because we're making picks for the upcoming race. This, this episode has a shelf life of longer than that. It's going to you know be relevant for a while and years from now, however many you know years, it'll be cool to look back and see what improvements were made, you know, or, or what new things are available to the, the typical NASCAR gambler. So um, that's, what's cool about it. So uh, let's start off. I just want to get a sense of like, you know, where, what state are you gambling in? Cause, cause Derek did hit on that. Like something that we're not going to be able to change is the legislate, legislate. Oh my God. The, the loss, the, the policies, each state um, it, it's late at night here on Thursday and I'm drinking. So I can't, um, I can't speak, but um, we're not gonna be able to do anything about 
you know, the each state uh, passing things slowly. Does it make sense for states to do this? Yes, because it's just going to bring in a boatload of money, you know, for your states. The states have already done it, are, are reaping the benefits, uh, collecting money hand over fist. So if you're in a state that that has not hit yet, it, it stinks and it's very frustrating. Um, our guys from the, the flag hunting pod, you know, they're in North Carolina. They look like they're really um, handcuffed for a while. But let's start with, with you, Rory. Um, tell us about kind of where you're at, how long it's been legal in your state and what you were doing before that and kind of take us up to the here and now. Yeah, I'm in uh, Lynchburg, Virginia. So we've been legal now since the beginning of last year. So I think two years. I really don't know. But we basically have like, eight books that are legal. I'm pretty sure we have DraftKings, Caesars, Bet Rivers, um, Win, um, let's see, Points Bet. Goodness. Uh, FanDuel, um, Unibet, and MGM. And I'm hoping we get that 365. I'm hoping they come here like soon. I'm I'm thinking they're going to get pretty big because the PGA Tour has got to deal with them actually now. So I think they're going to start expanding their spaces. So I really, really love their odds on golf sometimes. Like the stuff that they put out that some people get to take advantage of. And like it's – we got a Caesars that's getting ready to get built down in uh, Danville. That's actually my hometown, and it's only an hour south of me. So I'm pretty psyched about that right there because I know I'm going to probably be hitting that up at least a couple of times a year just to go down there, watch the races, hang out, hang out with some old buddies from high school, stuff like that. So we Virginia, you know, actually shocked me, like, with how fast they – started approving things and like it was like boom like all these things just started coming to life and um i know a couple of people in north carolina just like flag hunting and some different people and it it is really really frustrating to them that it's like it just got shot down recently but i have heard that they're they may be bringing those discussions up a lot quicker so i don't know um Bet Rivers, I love. I love using Bet Rivers. Like, most of the time, their odds are really, really good. They're really good on top tens. They're really good on, on any kind of any kind of things of that nature. They usually – them and Barstool. I forgot about Barstool being, being here. They're both – I think they both use the same lines. It's crazy because if you can compare them, they, they're almost identical, and their top tens are usually killer. But now that Caesars is putting them out there, Caesars has got some hellacious odds on top tens too. So that's nice to see. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think there are some books that share the same, like APIs, because the books aren't the ones actually creating the odds. The You know, I, I had conversations about people um, about this. Like, they're coming from – another odds maker, a third party that send them to the sports books and, and they put those APIs out there and they are shared amongst different sports books. That's why you'll see that. So that's definitely what's happening there with, with uh, Barstool and, and uh, Bet Rivers, I think is, is the other one that 
you mentioned. Right. Um, it's, it's, it's almost like having your local, you know, if you ever had a local like book that's online, they go with some offshore that they're tied into and that's how, how their book operates. I mean, it's not just one individual that owns the book going on there and like keeping up with changing stuff. It's just tied straight in. So when a big line move come happens when money comes in or whatever, it automatically shifts their lines. Yeah. And speaking of local, so, so Mark, where are you at? And, you know, before things became legal for you, like, did you have a, a local guy or, or bookie that you were using or an offshore account? How were you doing things before it was legal? Yeah. So I'm actually down in Florida. Um, we had about a three week stint of legalness, uh, legality uh, back in November or late November, early December of 21 um, hard rock made some deal uh, with the state of Florida. I, I'm assuming it was some sort of trial run. I don't really know, but I, I, I shit you not. It was legal for maybe three weeks, maybe a month. Um, and it wasn't NASCAR season. So that's unfortunate. Um, but I kind of learned how to use a legal, I, I'm going to call it legal or domestic. That's what you'll hear me reference the, uh, the two things, but um it kind of, you know, it, it changed my perception a little bit because I've used a local or an offshore book for, you know, the last four or five years. Um, and it kind of changes your mindset a little bit, but, but that came to a halt and, uh, and I'm still using offshores and, uh, every once in a while I'll, I'll float something off my local guy. Um, but I really use, I use DraftKings a lot for reference. Um, one of the books I use is very, like you guys were just talking about, some of the books are intertwined a little bit with their odds. Um, one of the books that I use is very, very similar to DraftKings, very similar offerings. Um, the odds are very similar, but most of the time what I see is that domestic lines are a little bit better um, depending on you know, the, the certain bet. Maybe I might have better odds on a local for top 10. Um, but I might have a better, you know, outrider top three on the domestic site. So I kind of uh, float around. I try to find the best line that I can, just like all of you guys do with all the domestic books. I still shop around. I still look for the best line. And if I can take it, um, that's great. And, um, you know, I have some buddies that do live in, in legal betting states. And so I use them quite often, like uh, Ole Miss was playing Alabama last year, and I parlayed uh, Tommy Joe Martin's top three and Ole Miss money line, which was like plus fifty thousand or something. So I, I, I find my ways to do it. Um, it's really more about the fun, though. Uh, but yeah, I, I usually shop around um, from book to book, domestic, offshore, uh, anywhere that I can find a good line. And if I have a buddy and I, I, I find this bet uh, extremely. Uh, favorable, then I will reach out to them and see what they could do for me. But I've heard discussions about the state of Florida. Obviously, we had a little trial run with Hard Rock, um, but I've heard discussions just like a lot of other states. It's just very slow moving. The legislature takes a while. So we'll see. I'm really looking forward to it. I, I know it's going to come back it's just a matter of time. Like Phil, you were saying earlier that it brings in so much money to the state, so much money to the local community. I don't know how you could turn that down. Yeah. And, and your perspective of kind of getting like teased with it um, and, and still using the offshore and, and local books is going to be kind of interesting as this conversation unfolds with the four of us, like, you know, later on. Um, so 
that's that's interesting that they did that. Um, so Derek, you and I are in the same state. Um, you know, how did you bet before it was legal in Pennsylvania and and how have things been going recently for you? Yeah. So like you said, we both live in PA and, uh, you know, we have a number of books. I primarily use Barstool, uh, Sportsbook and DraftKings. I was using FanDuel, but I've been limited with them with, with what I can do. Uh, before digital sportsbooks got, uh, you know, passed the legislation uh, in PA, I was going about 40 minutes away. There is a um, uh, one of the casinos. So I would drive up there, do a few things. Uh, it was ever so often. And then, um, you know, I'd put like, I'd maybe bet on like seven drivers to win an outright, hold a couple of tickets before the race and uh, hopefully one would cash. And then I'd go up and kind of rinse and repeat uh, whenever I could get up there. So, uh, but I mean, I've been, I tell you what I've had, it's funny. I was thinking about it the other day, like, where did all this start? Well, it started um, when I was a kid, Uh, a buddy and I, we would go to church and uh, we would cut out the little newspaper of the, uh, the football games, uh, all 16 games. And we'd put a quarter on each game and we'd circle which game I'd go home and look at them. We'd see the winners. And then, you know, paying a quarter as a kid is a lot of money uh, <laughs> if you will. So, uh, but I've always just had a passion for understanding, um, you know, edges and um, just kind of, sports in general i've just always had a a passion for so um i'm really enjoying i mean we're fortunate like i said with the legislation being passed and uh, being able to do this for the last i want to say it was like three years now uh or so and it's just been huge to see the continued growth um i know i know barstool you know making as big of a scene as they have uh locally for us or in this region really um has just been big for the promotion element and uh, what we're able to do uh, NASCAR and uh, football golf or whatever other sport you want to put a little coin on. And, you know, as it is recently, I mean, it's just been uh, really cool to kind of see that progression and being able to do it for the last three years, you then have a little bit of an advantage where, you know, the kind of the ins and outs, maybe you understand what a book is going to drop or, Maybe they're, you know, from a NASCAR perspective, maybe a book is going to be a little bit more uh, lenient on this driver or this driver type. So uh, just having that ability, you've been able to see that uh, kind of progress. And as we're, you know, vocal leaders and we're uh, content creators, you know, that people look at that for information, Uh, being able to give that uh, kind of stuff to them of like, hey, this is, you know, I like this driver and here's why. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's also given me the opportunity to make a lot of really great uh, friendships that I would never have had before. So coming on your show last year for Daytona was the first time, uh, you know, you and I got to speak and then you came up uh, with your family uh, in March to watch the first Atlanta race. And then me, you, Mark and uh, Rory have been able to connect for, like I said, the last 17 consecutive weeks. So um, I can't thank everybody enough that I interact with and, and I'm a part of. So uh, kind of gives you a little lay of the land of where it is today. Yeah. And, and part of the reason why it's worth having that conversation is like, you know, to, to talk about where people are coming from in terms of like their gambling experience. Like, you know, you talked about going to, to the casino to place a bet, 
you know what I mean? And, and, you know, Rory's pretty uh, flush with sports books at the moment. So he's kind of living large, you know, Mark having a little bit of a, a tease there in Florida, you know, so having to use the offshore accounts, like people, you know, listening to that, the fact that people will go to those lengths to, to drive to a casino. Like for me, you know, I live in Delaware County, Pennsylvania, Delco is what it goes by. And we're, we back right up to uh, Jersey and the bridge there. Jersey came legal before us. And when that happened, I would drive to New Jersey. I would go right over the Commodore Barry Bridge, first Wawa, pull in, place my bet, drive back. And, you know, because I was so fired up to have it legal because I was so sick of using my local book. Great guy. But, you know, he would either pay you out if you hit a, a certain amount or if you were down a certain amount, you would need to pay him. I like to keep my money in there. I don't like to have to go back to zero. So you have to play by those rules. And, and that money, you know, it's benefiting the state of Pennsylvania for us. And, and so it's huge. So it, it almost feels like you're, <laughs> you're a good law abiding citizen. You know what I mean? Um, but that's neither here nor there. The, the, the fact of the matter is people will go to lengths to do this. And Derek just highlighted the community that's being created. Like he's, you know, making friends through all this stuff. This is a big deal, no matter how many people want to try to downplay it. Like, you know, they will go to the ends of the earth to, to do this. And NASCAR gambling is picking up steam. It's not the NFL, but it is definitely picking up speed from where it was three years ago. So let's get into what we like right now as far as bets. For example, I'll just throw an example out there. Um, compared to about three years ago uh, on my own like you know, side guy book, there are so many more bets now available um, than just the outright bets. You know, Back then, I still had head-to-heads, which were fun, but there are more available now. So let's go to Rory again to, to kind of kick us off. And again, it doesn't have to be just a take your turn type of thing. If you guys have anything to, to say to Rory, but um, what's something that, you know, you're seeing right now each week, a, a type of bet you're looking for, what are the books doing right at the moment? Um, odds to win like versus a locals odds to win is big time difference. Like my local cut, used to cut off at 50 to one all the way straight down, like drive you nuts. Like you're not getting anybody past 50 to one in golf or NASCAR, but they also use offshore matchups and I'm probably going to end up going back to my local a little bit towards the playoffs this year, just to give me some more matchup options. But um, he's not in good health right now. And it's kind of like a thing later on, check into but one one of the things that i do like is the top 10 option i've never had that before um hell they even did away with top fives after i killed them on it a couple of times next thing you know they were gone so it's like you know i i don't know i i love bet rivers i love DraftKings. i love caesars they all let you parlay matchups. Like, absolutely love that. Because on weeks like, even last week, you take Atlanta, for example. I'm not sitting there and betting five or six matchups. Hell, I'm not even going to bet one against anybody just, just you know, because I'm not going to tie my money up into something that all it takes is one big wreck and, hell, everybody I took is out. I mean, I would rather roll with the parlay and hell, I actually had a 12-team parlay that would have paid back 30K rolling into Sunday that was still alive. But 
it, it it's a lot of fun doing that. Um, another thing that you that you get off of some books versus others is the matches you get on your deposit sometimes, um, the free bets, just different different things like that. Like I know, like. MGM, they're usually pretty good at every once in a while of offering like a hundred percent matchup to like two hundred dollars or whatever. So I automatically put my money in there. It's free money. Like might as well play with it. Um like Caesars, they're not so much on giving you stuff like that. That Rivers isn't. I haven't fooled with DraftKings a whole lot. I know know that Phil loves them. I kind of stick with the books that I have luck winning money at. I, I I don't know what it is. Like I get tied into into those, and it just seems like Bet Rivers and Caesars both. Like for some reason, I win money on theirs, and every time I put money into DraftKings, the damn driver or whatever loses. So it, it it's just one of those things. Like personal preference doesn't mean that I don't like DraftKings. It's just I I like going with where I win money. I mean, makes sense. I mean, you hit on two things that I think is big right now. One is the, the parlay situation, um, because if you're a sports book and you don't offer parlays, you know, from from our perspective, it's fun. You're sitting around, you know, like for an Xfinity race for me, I'm not going to throw Gibbs versus Gregson at minus 110. But if I can throw like a bunch of them together just to have a little fun on a Saturday afternoon uh, for a bigger payout, if I want to throw a tiny bit of money in there just to, to mess around, I'm going to do that. Um, that makes it fun for me. From the sports book perspective, I mean, they're just cleaning up money because people are just giving them money, giving money away. Like how many times you actually hit a 12 team parlay? You know what I mean? So it, it makes all the sense of the world for them to do that. And it makes the user feel, you know, even more like they're having fun. Um, so I think that that's a good point that you're calling out there for those guys. Yeah, I, I, I didn't want to hop in here because. And that's one thing that domestics have over the offshores is I, I of all the different sites and, and websites that I've been on and local guys, uh, you cannot parlay matchups anywhere. Um, so that's one thing that I think domestic books really did a great job on. I mean, that opens so many doors, just like Phil, you were saying, it, it's so much fun. And anybody that listens to our show on Wednesdays or follows me on Twitter knows that I like to have fun with my bets. And I would love to throw like every week, like Roy was saying, throw a 12 matchup, $10 parlay to win 15,000, you know, like that sounds like so much fun to me. Um, but I, I wanted to uh, touch on a couple things um, that NASCAR and, and the gambling world in NASCAR is doing. And they are trying to make an effort to market gambling. You can see it there. There are, you know, the odds on the pre-race show, the, the, them allowing sports books to come in and sponsor cars like those, they are trying that there is no doubt about it. And some of the conversations that you guys and we have all had, like they are open to trying new things. Like the first uh, couple weeks we had spread matchups, we had top 20 odds. So they are trying new things. You know, they we'll touch on, I'll touch on those types of bets later in the show, but I want to applaud NASCAR, applaud DraftKings, all these different books that are truly making an attempt to grow this industry um, and, and really open it. And, and I don't want to I can't I couldn't think of a better word than normalize, because I think gambling is rising to the top. You see all these states legalizing 
uh, betting. So you have to embrace it. If you're not willing to change, you'll always stay the same, right? So I'm all about growth. I'm all about trying new things. So I just wanted to applaud the books and NASCAR and their collaboration. Um, they're on the right path. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, the fact that, you know, we have more to, to work off of now is a sign of that. And, and you mentioned that I'm going to touch on a little bit of that um, later on when I, when I get into my sales pitch for you guys, my Ted talk um, and, and all of that that you just said, Mark kind of goes hand in hand with what Rory was just mentioning with the promotions, like that the sports books offer once, once the sports books all came to the, the battlefield, I was kind of wondering like, okay, well, how is Barstool going to be different than DraftKings? How's DraftKings going to be different than FanDuel? And, you know, Odds are the best way to get people's attention, which it has for NASCAR gamblers. Like we all know Barstool and Bet Rivers have great top 10 odds. All right. We all know that DraftKings um, has the, the parlay situation. You know what I mean? So that's how, that's one way. But the other way is the promotions. And I, I pay a lot of attention to the promotions. So if you're starting up a sports book or you're you know trying to get people in, the promotions, it's one thing to have a, a major promotion across the sports book. It's basically free money. DraftKings does it all the time. I just, anytime I see it, I go for it. I hit it. It's free money. And I throw it into my NASCAR bets that week. Um, MGM's doing something right now. The more creative it gets, the more fun it is. MGM's doing something right now in PA. First inning, if the Phillies hit a home run, the next day, all you got to do is bet a dollar and you win a friend uh, a $10 free bet on any sport. Like that's creative as hell. So to, to see the sports books getting creative with it. And when it's even more zeroed in on NASCAR betting, Barstool does a great job of that. They do the, the win insurance. You know, if you bet on a driver and they finish in the top 10, you get your bet back. That type of thing is exciting to see because now the sports books are not just making it a blanket promotion. It's NASCAR specific. So that, that is the, the promotions in general is something that the domestic sports books have going for them. Um, you should be looking for those things on a weekly basis and to see it, you know, more specific to NASCAR is even more exciting. That's, that's putting us in a good spot right now. Um, Derek, how about you? Any, any positives that you see right now? Yeah. Uh, and everything that you guys have touched on is uh, excellent. So I'll just touch on a few things real quick. Um, a couple positives, and we've seen these recently. Um, so it's cool to kind of call these out. But DraftKings uh, for the Atlanta Super Speedway race, they had 108 head to heads. Uh, we've not seen you know anything really near 25. And so for them to produce 108 different head to head matchups was great. I mean, it I remember seeing how it just kind of was trickling out through the industry uh, and amongst the community. And it was just great PR for them. It was, uh, you know, you could do different things. Somebody like Rory could put 10 different parlays together uh, and have a card for the, uh, the race. So that was cool. Last year, DraftKings did a thing, which was a little bit of a play on words, but they did Denny versus hack. And that was right after Martinsville where Alex Bowman, uh, and Denny got into a little dust up. Denny called Alex Bowman hack. And then the next week, DraftKings kept playing on the that verbiage, but it made it fun and interactive where you're continuing to talk about the sport uh, leading up to the next race. I thought that was really good. And even somebody maybe new, maybe looking to get on some action somehow and seeing that, that's going to uh, you know kind of put a little radar up in their mind of what does that mean and why is that said? And then they kind of get into, oh, there's a rivalry here. Uh, I thought that was really creative and I'd like to continue to see those 
kind of things played out. Uh, odds being released on Monday, which is five to six days prior to the race. I think that's huge right now. DraftKings is the only one doing that, uh, which helps us as content creators be able to get uh, information out. You have your podcast. Usually you record it on Tuesdays. That extra day is so huge and crucial for you to be able to get that stuff out, get prepared. Uh, but DraftKings is the only book doing that. So kudos to them. Um, I'm not paid by DraftKings, but here's another one. Head-to-head uh, -head parlays. They're the only sports book that I know of um, that are doing head-to-head -head parlays where you can group them together. They just started doing featured matchup parlays. I know featured matchups are used on various books, but they they kind of group them in. Uh, DraftKings did, and you're allowed to, you're able to um, do that, which is huge for our Wednesday show because that's what we talk about: the featured matchups. We get eight drivers where we can talk about differing opinions and just get people thinking, uh, or at least going on the right track. Um, live betting, um, DraftKings does outrights and featured matchups live in race bets um, that you can do during the race. Barstool uh, or Penn National Gaming, um, they do the outrights, they do the top threes, and they usually do featured matchups or a few head-to-heads uh, depending week to week. But the outrights and top threes for Penn National or Barstool, uh, that's pretty much a typical thing. So those are just some quick positives um, that will continue. If we can continue to harness those and do those well, that will help elevate the entire uh, industry and the other sports books to essentially have to follow in line. I want to touch on one thing, uh, Derek, that you were talking about, and it's NASCAR and DraftKings and these odds makers to have the capacity and the capability to see what's going on on the track, to, to use what's going on in interviews with Denny Hamlin and Alex Bowman, and the very next week slap in a matchup. Like this week, and it's, it's ironic that Denny Hamlin's in it again this week, but Denny Hamlin versus Ross Chastain. Like when, when you sent us the featured matchups, I, li I lit up like a little kid. I'm like, this is incredible because I'm going to place a bet on whose side that I'm on. And I think that that is just genius it's great interaction it's great marketing it's great to have the differing sides of oh i'm team ross chastain or i'm team denny hamlin so kudos to nascar kudos to, to DraftKings for putting out the featured matchup that is all incredible stuff i think that's well said uh mark and i'll end with this and then you can keep going phil but uh it, it is almost like low-hanging fruit to a degree to put those two together, but we have to, or NASCAR has to put those together because it allows content creators, podcasts, uh, you know, shows or YouTube shows to like continue that momentum on. Like you said, it's perfect illustration how you worded it. Um, and we're fortunate to be able to see that play out and then talk about it. So uh, like you said, kudos to them for constantly doing that. Yeah, it's it's synergy like it that's what it is and you know that touches on all of that stuff touches on the the one positive thing that i was going to say was you know all of these sports books seem to be doing with with a few exceptions uh seem to be doing weekly specials special types of bets that you know uh, Denny versus the hack thing was part of the weekly special stuff. Um, MGM has a million of them where you might not be able to create parlays with like top tens and top fives, but they will build pre-made ones for you. And that's what the you know weekly special section is on DraftKings and, and other sports books. That to me tells me like as a normal fan, 
the people behind the curtain are actually fans themselves. And that goes a long way, I think, to, to you know, really being a, a, a gambler and, and kind of getting behind it. So um, it, it makes it more fun. So with that out of the way, let's get to the more fun part for us, I'm sure, which is kind of, you know, daydreaming here. What would we like to see? And, and, and I'm asking this question, you know, more so, um, actually, no, I'm going to open it up. It could be anything from like kind of low hanging fruit that could be done tomorrow. If any sports book wanted to, to any pie in the sky type idea that you might have that would make it more fun for users to gamble on NASCAR. What are some concepts? What are some bets that you feel like you would love to see? Um, I'd love to see them let you parlay like a top three with a top five with a top 10, like golf does on FanDuel. Like they'll let you combine top 20, top 10, top 30, top 40. So that's kind of fun, fun to do. I mean, you can do the same. Um, also, I think maybe the first week they dropped it, they wouldn't let you do same like division, so to speak, as far as separating them out. But then they changed it. And I mean, that's a whole lot of fun right there. You wrap up a bunch of top 40s or something. And I feel like the majors, it, w- it would work a lot better. But I would love to see that see that bro- brought to us where we can start parlaying, like, mul- multiple um, placement bets. That would be really cool. I mean, the most you can do, I guess, I'm pretty sure you – I never even – I don't know if I've tried it. But I, I'm going to try that this evening yeah you can i think top three from like xfinity to nascar to trucks you know whatever indycar like throw them all throw them all together that'd be cool cool to do i might drop one of those this week we're gonna hit that yeah that that's a a great uh just the idea of, of parlaying you know top threes top fives with throughout i i have reached out to you know, customer service at various sports books, trying to understand like, why can I do that? I don't understand like the reasoning behind it. I mean, none of the poor saps behind the the keyboard have any idea. It's coming from the people that are actually making the, the odds. I don't know if it's a, you know, they're afraid to get burned for like a huge number type of deal because someone's cooking up a, a really perfect parlay in that sense. You can sculpt it to what you want, but I agree. I mean, that would make it really fun. Mark, what do you have there? Yeah, th- this kind of ties into what I was going to talk about, about area of improvement. Um, and it's, in a way, basically just parlaying the top three. So horse betting. Um, you can see it. I mean, Kentucky Derby, Belmont, Preakness. People come out of the woodworks like, oh, I got to watch the horse race. Like, come on, you don't watch horse racing. Like, you're going to bet on it. That's why you're going to watch it. And there's so many things that NASCAR and auto racing in general can steal from horse racing. Like when they have the box and the trifecta and the exacta, if you're telling me that I could accurately predict and bet on Kyle Busch finishing second, Joey Logano or Kyle Busch first, Joey Logano second and Ross Chastain third. I mean, that would be impeccable. Right. And uh, another thing, that horse racing and horse betting that NASCAR could steal is at the track betting. And I don't know what the laws are, you know, with the States and, you know, the horse where the tracks are and horse racing, you know, I don't know if that's, if that's a conflict of interest, but if somehow NASCAR could get 
betting at the track. I mean, like at the track, in the infield, like in the concourse. I, I feel like that would single-handedly help attendance numbers. Like I have friends that, first of all, some of them don't even think that NASCAR is a sport. But if I told them that I would bring them down to Daytona, which is only a little over an hour from my house, and they could bet at the track, like either live right before the race starts, like that, I, that would attract them to come. So I think that there's so many things that we could learn from horse betting that we could take to NASCAR. And just the idea that just keeps popping into my brain is picking the, you know, one, two, three in order. Like, I think that would be crazy. And I actually saw a line on DraftKings um, that I'm going to take. So if you're listening to the pod, this will be on my card. I'm going to take Ford drivers to finish first and second, uh, plus 800. So I thought that was a pretty cool bet by DraftKings. Pretty cool line. Um, haven't, it might be out there, but I haven't really seen it. Um, so I, I think that, you know, I think that would be super cool. You are um, speaking my language. When I get into my pitch later that I was going to throw at you guys, horse racing is a huge part of that, Mark. So, um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, no, I, ruined the, it. I don't even know. It's, it's not, it's not even a, you're not even ruining it. I mean, the fact that you're bringing it up naturally just tells me like, you know, it, it's on the right track, but, um, and, and DraftKings did have something like that earlier in the year. They had the, the exact, a box bet where you could take, you know, two guys to finish one, two in any order. And, you know, it lasted for a couple of weeks. It was fantastic. Um, and, and the Fords, the, they, this is second week in a row now. They did it last week in Atlanta and and now this week at uh, New Hampshire. Any manufacturer to finish one, two, three is a bet. And then Toyota, Ford, uh, Chevy finish one, two. Those are all bets this week. I love those because it's it's flirting with that line. You know what I mean? It's flirting with that type of bet. And I'll take anything because I think that's a, a cool way of watching a race. So um, very, very interesting. Yeah, one thing I would like to see is like more bottom tier driver matchups. Like that's what I miss on on the offshores is messing them up like Mark does with with the you know. I, I love you. Always can find something down there that they didn't screwed up on, like just and threw some minus one ten or some some shit like that out there, and then. You're like, oh boy, this is going to be good right here. Like, you know that unless your driver blows a tire or gets caught up in some kind of wreck, it's like it's on now, baby. Yeah, that's one thing that, and I, this is probably one of the very few things, maybe the one or two things that the offshores have on the domestic books is the lower tier matchups. Last year, 2021, my favorite matchup, and it was probably, it was less than 50% of the races. But it was Anthony Alfredo in the 38 versus Justin Haley in the 77. And that just blew my mind. And they kept bringing it back. Like, they kept doing it. And I'm like, this is absurd. You will never find this on a domestic legal book. And that that is super fun. Like, obviously, you know, these, these odds makers, they want to be correct, right? They're doing everything they can to make it as close as possible. And people say all the time, you know, Vegas is always right, blah, blah, blah. But they got to be careful if they're going to go dip down into that lower, that mid to lower pack. Um, I tell people all the time that that's really where I feel that I find an edge uh, in betting. And, and the only place to find them is an offshore. 
Derek, how about you? You have any, uh, you know, places of improvement? I mean, these guys are hitting hitting uh, home runs here, left and right. Any anything to add here? Yeah, it's uh, a good question. Now I know how you guys feel when I have you go last uh, in the betting preview show when all <laughs> the information has already been taken. Uh, but no, I mean, you guys touched on so many different things. I mean, um, in order to grow and in order to continue to uh, grow the industry and build a following, I mean, we got to look at and be open to looking at like what the NFL does, MLB, how are they marketing things? How are they getting out there advertising? I understand that NASCAR versus the NFL is not a fair fight. I totally get that. But um, when you look at it from a gaming gambling perspective, it's the same thing. We're, we're all in the same, or that's the same world. So, I mean, they touched on so many good things. I have things and I know we're going to get to um, some new market bet ideas, but um, you know, I, I think what was shared here would is was elegant, elegantly said. So uh, I don't have a ton of additional things. Well, kick us off with uh, some some new markets, some new bet ideas um, okay. that we could get into. We'll, we'll let you start us off there. Okay, so I got a, a couple good ones, I think, um, and feel free to give me any pushback. But um, we've seen this with uh, the PGA. They have a deal uh, with points bet and they oftentimes if you're watching the golf channel or what have you they're referencing odds they're referencing maybe what a golfer was uh to open the tournament what he is now now i don't necessarily think they're well versed in their information they couldn't probably go real deep but they're still talking about it what that does it then generates you to look at your phone uh and say well yeah actually i could get in a little action on this so from a nascar perspective it would be really cool uh if somehow we could have a ticker um you know maybe it's uh, during a stage break or caution or certainly red flag or something like that so that you can continue to uh, kind of enhance the market and continue to talk about it. But maybe, you know, we're going into this whole streaming service world, um, but maybe, you know, with the NBC and the USA Network, they have Peacock. Well, why can't we just see a channel develop, uh, which is a side channel where it is content, you know, gaming content, uh, on there, um, you know, you're able to watch the race kind of like the back in the day when we had, um, uh, shoot, you're gonna have to help me with the direct TV. I just lost it. Um, what that was called uh, hot pass. So like you have something like that, you know, a separate channel on the streaming service for Fox, you have spot Fox sports go, um, you could do something, they could do something there, like again, like a ticker, or just you're getting fed information, maybe YouTube does something. So that's, that's my pitch there. Uh, when we look at like the NFL, MLB, or what have you, there's always spreads associated with each event. One team is going to be favored by X. Maybe it's a run or two, or maybe it's a point or two. Um, it would be so cool in NASCAR. And I've heard this uh, through the grapevines, but I, I think it's out there. I just don't think it's in our state, Phil. I have not seen it at all, uh, but I've heard about this, which is spread betting. So let's just take Ross Chastain versus Denny Hamlin. Let's say Ross Chastain is a minus two and a half favorite over Denny Hamlin. What that means is Ross Chastain on that race, whatever the race may be, has to beat Denny Hamlin by three or more positions. It's the same as like if we were watching football and we were saying, hey, the Eagles are two and a half dogs to the Giants and then the Eagles win by three. Well, you're good. Um, so that's kind of my thought with that uh, silly season. I know you touch on silly season a, a decent amount, but how cool would it be if we had um, 
kind of a rankings of, hey, there's there's a big name driver that's going to be a free agent. Where does he go? And you're able to kind of uh, put a little coin on that, to put some money down uh, on a future, you know, that'd be a future bet. We see it sometimes with quarterbacks or big name players. Where's this player going to go? Uh, that would be a really cool element to kind of keep going top four, the championship. We can make championship bets. Now uh, it's not always consistent with when we can do top four, you know, the final four in that championship, that'd be cool to uh, be able to ha have that and then talk about it amongst the community, more stage bets, more live action, stage head to head stage group bets, top Chevy, top four, top Toyota group bets or uh, outright bets for each stage. Keep it, uh, live and interactive so that people can continue to produce that content, which more eyeballs on that means more eyeballs on the race, which draws more fans, especially from that demographic that we as NASCAR, as fans are searching for. So those are just a couple things, um, you know, my opinions. That, that was beautiful. Um, lots of different ideas. The spread racing, I have not heard that concept before i think that would be super interesting i think that would put that would be kind of tough for the sports books to do that um i, I think to come up with those lines but uh really a, a plethora of things there mark what do you have oh go ahead Derek. Well, i'll come up with it i'll do the line i'll do the spread <laughs> I, don't care. I think that um i, I want to touch on two things and they're actually two things that Derek already brought up but i want to dive deeper in it and i kind of want to hear y'all's thoughts on it as well so, Phil, like you just said, that those spread bets would be pretty difficult to, to accurately predict. But in my head, you know, I, I, I saw it in DraftKings. Like, I'm not associated to any state. Um, so I don't know what that merit has in, on anything. But I have seen the spread bets, uh, spread matchups. They were early in the season. But what I was thinking about something like off the wall crazy would be like Kyle Bush minus 17 and a half versus Cole Custer right? Like at New Hampshire, yes. Like yes. that would be crazy to me. And that would be like, I feel like I would put more emphasis on trying to find an edge there than I would like a minus two and a half Ross Chastain versus Denny Hamlin. And it goes, it all ties into having fun, like 10 matchup parlays or 17 and a half position spreads on matchups. Like that sounds like a ton of fun. That is it's exactly where my head went to. I, I think, you know, minus two and a half would be basically like a pick them at that point compared to what it could be. And I think that plays into something that I've been kind of, you know, clamoring for, which is we need to be able to bring the lower half of the field into the gambling world. You guys kind of touched on it with the Alfredo Haley thing, right? You said that Mark. Um, but I'm trying to, you know, hope and pray for, bets that then make it possible to actually bet on people like that. The spread betting, in my opinion, if you're going to do spread betting, the only purpose for that is for that exact type of bet, Mark, like Coster versus Kyle Bush, you know, uh, Todd Gilliland versus Denny Hamlin, like big spreads that make it interesting to bet on some of these guys. Other examples of, in my mind that I've been, I know I've said it on our Wednesday night show, the, the top 20s, you know, who's going to finish on the lead lap? Um, who's going to lead a lap? You know, even if it's under caution, like, you know, you could get lucky with a, you know, random dude leading a lap under caution. Um, those types of bets 
bring those lower drivers into play. And, and we talk about group pets. They do A, B, C, D. Bring it all the way goddamn to Z. Like, let's, let's the whole alphabet, man, because we talk about eyeballs. That's what it's all about. Who wouldn't, you know, you hear about like these like shit schools winning the NCAA tournament and getting the bids and, and they're, those people are throwing money on their schools, right? People that are friends with these like drivers, like they're going to be, if they have an opportunity to like bet on their friend, their, their family member, their hometown guy for cheap or, or for a bet that could actually hit, that just brings more eyeballs to the sport, more money in the books pockets. Um, so creative ways to bring the lower half of the field into the gambling world is, is really where my kind of mantra is right now. Yeah. Bill, I think you hit the nail on the head with the eyeballs. Like w- one thing that I was going to talk about is, how NASCAR and and the books are going to cater to the 18 to 49 demographic. We see it all over Adam Stern's Twitter and how F1 just kicks our tail, kicks NASCAR's tail in the 18 to 49 demographic. And I truly think I've said this so many times. I truly think that gambling is, is going to bring so many more young eyeballs to this sport. And, and the way to bring more eyeballs to gambling on NASCAR is to have these crazy bets like, driver to lead a lap like uh anthony or not like let's just use um todd gilland for example to lead a lap at new hampshire he'd probably be like plus twenty thousand. but like you're saying we could be cheering for a guy to lead a lap under caution like that sounds like tons of fun that sounds so exciting and i i think that you know big spreads bringing the bottom of the field up all these different crazy types of bets the horse betting esque bets are what's going to bring more eyeballs to NASCAR through the gambling space. So one thing I want to touch on, you said about the uh, lead a lap. I've only seen it done one time this year, and it was at Martinsville, where you were able to bet on will the person, a person lead a lap and whoever it was. So that was that's a really good call out by you, Mark, and that's something I would like to see come back. I've not seen it since, like I said, Martinsville. I'm pretty sure. Bad yeah, yeah, Matt Rivers posts lead a lap every week. Like they okay. do stage it, stages, lead a lap. Like they don't have stage matchups yet or anything like that. But Matt Rivers is that's why I love that book. It's so much stuff on there. Like it it doesn't matter what sport it is. Like I love that book. Like I want to go watch a tennis match that I didn't bet on somebody. I go and watch a damn tennis match on there. Like you it's just so many options. I mean, I know MGM has watch on it, and I think a couple others may have it. But, I mean, that that's always my go-to book. They always usually have a lot of times your sharper lines, it seems like. They, they're more willing to – you'll see them move before somebody else. Like, they're – as far as I know, they're like a European book that – is using European stuff here. They came here to when everything became legal. But the the thing is with me, like as playing the spread on stuff, I can't believe the books don't do it. Cause can you believe how many damn people out there that would play that and like you would be gaining their money in versus like maybe some of us is on the sharp side. I'm not scared to lay minus 200 on something if if it's something that I really, really like, where you have somebody that's more of just your casual better 
they're not going to lay that. But if they see that spread bet out there, that that seems like to me you could sucker so many people into taking. And and we all know about the spread. Like I, I through the years, I try to stay less and less away from spreads unless they're big spreads. Like when you start getting up into getting ten points in the NFL, shit like that. Like I don't I don't fool with. If I'm all all the way down at like minus two and a half, if I'm gonna bet on that game half the damn time, I'm just like I'm taking money line. I mean, I, I'm not a I'm not what you say your so-called NFL better that's looking to hit fifty five percent. Like I'm betting on a game because usually I'm either watching it or I see an edge or I'm just confident in a team. I'm not I'm not one of those dudes that you're gonna see drop 10, 10 picks or some shit for that, but. I, I believe one thing that I thought of after um, Ray was asking us about ideas when I said the cross sport, now you're going to have to throw in a minus half or a plus half on that so you don't end up with ties. You can also throw out there the tie plus five, 600, whatever, you know, if somebody wants to just bet on that. But if I was going to put that out there, I would do minus half, plus half, things like that. That way, that way you give people an option. Do you want to sit on a tiebreaker or or things like that? I have one thing, and I don't mean to go back a couple minutes, but you mentioned, Rory, about how Bet Rivers and you even Phil said about it as well. But where are they marketing that? I talk about gambling on NASCAR every single day. I don't see it anywhere. I don't see anybody talking about it. I don't see them marketing it. And what I mean by the whole, why I'm asking this question is that is important. I mean, I would be, I would be adding stuff like that to my card or I'd be suggesting an idea of like, Hey, this is data that backs up why you should play this if it is in an available state. So I think marketing, and I know the books have to do that. They have to be committed to NASCAR um, NASCAR has to prove themselves, and we've seen it in 2022, and we're starting to see it now um, take fruition to 2023. NASCAR is being very consistent with what the direction of the sport is. And for somebody like myself that speaks constantly, daily on the gambling concept, to not have the not have that marketing and not know, hey, there's stuff out there that's available that's happening, I think that's that's part of a detriment of maybe – can kind of hold us back a little bit. Yeah. Go ahead, Rory. What are we going to respond there? Uh, yeah. Um, the, the reason why I don't post stuff like that, like I'm, I wouldn't urge anybody to get tied up into that. It, it would be one of those things where you just seen a mistake one week versus like, they put all that stuff out there so people waste their damn money on it. Like, it, it's got to be something that I see that I think I have an advantage of versus, like, 10 years ago me that would be betting on stupid shit like that. Well, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to call you out specifically. I was just calling out the book. But we do talk about qualifying bets. I mean, that that's really hard. I think it's tough to handicap qualifying uh, I, I kind of see them maybe as equals of like, um, maybe that's just me. I feel like you could quantify, uh, lead a lap and quantify, maybe this guy wins a poll, but maybe that's just me. So I was just, I wasn't calling you out. I was calling, uh, marketing, uh, that sports books, you know, maybe in particular, I would uh, love to know that stuff's out there. 
I know you weren't calling me out. I was just saying, like, uh, the reason why I do not put stuff like that out is because I'm not betting on stuff like that. Like, if people, you know, DM me or something and ask me my opinion on it, like, I can give you an opinion of where where to go with that, but I wouldn't recommend betting on stuff like that on the weekly. Like, I've only bet, I think, qualifier maybe two three times this year i mean you and me hit kfb at the all-star race like that that looked like a really really good bet but on uh i guess where we've missed qualifying in the past and then there's so many unquestionables with this new car i think we could possibly when we go back around for the second go around have a better idea of what what's going to happen versus like, unless you just see that number out there that, that you think you have an advantage. Like, I think Cindric this week at, at plus 2,000 will be a really good pole, pole bet. I think he's still plus 2,000. I haven't looked, but I did hear that somebody say that. I mean, you got him, you have Bell, you have Byron, you have a few few longer people that might be worth a sprinkle, but Am I taking Ryan Blaney at plus 600 to win the pole here? No. Like, am I taking Ryan Blaney plus 600 to win the race? No. But, I mean, it it's one of those things where I think it would be fun for the sports books to put more things like that out there to draw in an interest because now you're drawing in people that may only have $25 on the race the whole weekend and they're looking to hit something big and they're just doing it for fun. Yeah, and, and the just having that option, I think, is big. And and the fact that to go back to how Bet Rivers in Virginia has that as an option versus you know Bet Rivers in PA, like that they do not. Um, and, and that's that's a big hurdle that gambling the, the gambling you know economy has to overcome. Like to, to go off on a tiny tangent here before we kind of shift gears um, into the, the last part of this here. Um, when I heard that one of my, a guy that I, I talked to a lot via Instagram and listens to the podcast, you know, he had reached out, um, and said, you know, Hey, I got this lead lap bet or, or finishing. I think it might've been finishing on lead lap bet. And I was like, shit, that's awesome. So I, I reached out to every book that I had here in PA and was like, why don't you have this? Why don't you have this? The sports books blame the state. They say, oh, well, they don't allow it. So I said, fuck this. I'm going to talk to the state. So I, I reached out to the Pennsylvania Gaming Commission, and I actually got a guy to interact with me. And he did some digging, and the correspondence ended with, Phil, I looked into it for you. The state of Pennsylvania does not restrict any type of bet available on NASCAR. If it's being restricted, it's being restricted by the sports book. So then I took that. And went back to all these guys telling me that it was a state. And I said, actually, no, it's not. Here's the reason. And um, at that point, they don't have a response. It's, oh, well, we get our odds from X, Y, Z, and we have no say in it. So that's where there's still this like Wizard of Oz behind the curtain type of deal with like where we're getting the odds and, and those types of things. Because in order for bets like that to succeed, it needs to be consistent. Um, you know, I understand the sports books aren't going to be legal in every state, but if it is, your brand, Bet Rivers, should offer it in every state. Yeah, that tells me that that's that's a line maker's decision. Per each state has a different lines maker. Just like you know, you roll up into Las Vegas and 
each each book ha- has their guy that's in charge of, of that stuff. And then they have their other guys that might specialize in the sport or, or different things. That that's what that tells tells me if they if they wouldn't really give you an answer, it's just like that guy isn't comfortable putting it out. But the guy in Virginia that's doing the lines making, he wants to draw the attention of everybody and bring them in. Yeah, that's a good point. They're they're competing, I guess, state by state. Yeah. Um, so you guys throw a lot of good ideas out there um, for things that could be better for the, the NASCAR gambling community. Um I want to shift gears here to kind of get to, you know, my Ted talk. Um, and it kind of riffs off of a lot of the stuff that you guys talked about, which is really great. Um, so where this goes is when I first started doing the podcast, this is like 2019 or something like that four seasons ago. So whatever year that was, uh, there was a bye week and it was like, right when I started doing it. So I was like, I don't want to have a bye week. Uh, I got to be consistent for like the nobody that was listening to the pod at that point. And uh, <laughs> I had a, a segment called Phil saves NASCAR. So this was a time it was, I think it was like before the charter system, I was listening to Dave Moody on Sirius XM. It was like, woe is me. Like the series is dying. Like we have no money, you know, infusion into the sport. Uh, where's it going to be in the future? Blah, 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 blah. So I'm sitting every day in my car driving home saying like gambling. Gambling is what would save the sport. Gambling is what would be the the shot in the arm that this sport needs. So I'm going to try to give you my elevator pitch because the episode was like, you know, 45 minutes long. So I went into some detail here. It was a three prong attack. Um, Mark referenced horse racing. Now back, back in 20, whatever, 18, 19, when I did this, the, the landscape of sports betting has changed immensely the legalization of everything and the fact that NASCAR gambling is existing in all these books is a huge positive. I'm very happy about that. My initial pitch was based around twin spires. Um, Twin spires. If you're not a horse racing gambler is the proprietary sports book of horse racing. Now FanDuel, if you notice, like you can't bet on uh, horse racing on, you know, DraftKings proper or even FanDuel proper or any of your sports books that you do. Um, that are domestic. It's because Twin Spires, you have to go through them. Now, FanDuel just released like their own horse racing thing, but it's not part of their app. You have to download the horse racing version of that app. So Twin Spires, basically, you would say like, well, is there enough um, usage that would, you know, actually make sense to to actually start your own like horse racing uh, sports betting app? And the answer to that is yes. And their app is fantastic. It doesn't matter where in the world that the race is taking place. You can watch it. If it's in Dubai right now, like I could pull my app up right now and I could watch a horse race and bet on it from India. Um, And so every piece of action comes through Twin Spires. So my mind is like, okay, well, why doesn't NASCAR have a proprietary sports book? So that's really the crux of this thing. Sorry, my mic just got moved. Um, so, cause I'm getting fired up here. So, and, and you know, I am going to go on a rant before I bring you guys in. So I'm sorry. So the original pitch was all NASCAR betting goes through our NASCAR sports book. Now I think that cat's kind of out of the bag. I, I don't think, you know, we can bring that back in at this point. It's out there. Too many books have NASCAR gambling. And I think we like it that way to be able to shop stuff around because um, it's, you know, capitalism. But uh, I still think that NASCAR would benefit from a sports book of their own. And 
it would bring in the hardcore NASCAR gamblers, but at the same time, there is an opportunity to bring in the casual fan as well. So this is where that happens. It all goes back to eyeballs. All right. So you've got your, your sports book, make it really easy to sign up. You have promotions left and right. Now, Derek mentioned the, the peacock idea and the, 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 the bar that goes on the bottom. It's synergy. It's the head to head matchup of the week. It's Chastain versus Hamlin. They're talking about it on the race broadcast and they're giving the live odds. And they're saying, if you bet it now in the next, next 10 minutes, we're giving you a boosted odds, you know, to plus 100 for either driver, you know, and that's going to give Joey bag of donuts sitting on the, the couch saying, damn, I use DraftKings, but fuck, I want to sign up for this, you know, NASCAR sports book too. Um, the more you promote that, the more you're going to get the younger demographic, like Mark mentioned, 18 to 49, these are the people that are actually gambling on NASCAR. These are the ones that are signing up uh, for sports books across the board. So this is going to get more eyes. If you it, fantasy football changed the game, it proves that if you have something on the game, people will be watching. I don't give a shit about Jacksonville versus Indianapolis, but I do care that my running backs in the game. So the more people that have Anthony Alfredo to lead a lap, the more eyeballs are going to be on the sport. Now, the money part of it is another big deal. So in my initial pitch, it was the proprietary book. The only way you can bet on NASCAR is, you know, through this app. Changes a little bit. But if you look at Twin Spires, they bring in, I, I had the, the numbers from the year before, and it was astronomical. I think I had their numbers like just in New Jersey or something like that. And it was millions and millions and millions of dollars. So my initial pitch was anything that's coming in through the NASCAR sports book, you're sharing that. It's a it's a wealth sharing, you know, profit sharing situation. And the teams can benefit from that as well. Because back at that time, it was looking really doom and gloom. Where is new money going to be coming from? Well, here's an opportunity. Share that to the, the teams that are struggling or, you know, all teams have a, some sort of profit sharing situation there because you're going to have more money than you know what to do with. Um, the other big thing, that was part of this. And I know I'm missing something because I'm trying to abbreviate it here, but the, the betting at the track. Um, so there's two ways to get eyeballs on the race, right? TV, like Derek touched on, I think your peacock analogy have a race channel strictly dedicated to gambling. Fantastic idea. You got people who are into gambling, just watching that. You got great personalities on that situation, but at the track is where they also make, you need the racetracks to be able to, you know, have sustainability as well, people need to go to the tracks. We don't want to see empty stands. So if gambling is the future, which I think all four of us would agree with, you apps, it's imperative that you are able to bet on the race at the track. And I'm skipping over a lot of red tape with the, you know, policies and the laws and everything like that, state by state. But if we could, pie in the sky, have a sports book at every track. Not only are you able to bet on the, the race throughout the race at the track, but NASCAR, because you know, you, you walk into a track, you have to have the NASCAR, you know, sportsbook app to do that. Not only are you able to bet there, but you get substantially boosted odds. So if you're Rory and you know you're in Virginia and you're saying, Well, I might not go to the race this weekend. And Denny Hamlin's the favorite at plus 400 and you're getting Denny at plus 800 because you're at the track live boosted odds, 50% boosted odds or hundred percent boosted odds. That's going to make a lot of people in the area who are 
you know, sports gamblers interested, not even just NASCAR fans, but you might just have gamblers to, to go to the track. And then, you know, they're bringing their friends and they're showing them this is how it's done. Um, that's going to get more people than you think of at the track uh, to, to actually buy the ticket, get in and you get your boosted odds. That is the, the in-person element to it. And, you know, so throughout this whole conversation, you guys all kind of touched on various pieces of it. So I'm going to open it up, pick it apart, what works, what doesn't work, and, you know, what are some things you would add to that to kind of bolster that sort of, you know, pitch? Well, I, I want to first – I made some notes here. I think that is <laughs> incredible, and I will do all in my power to support this idea. But don't come at my damn Jags like that. Are you kidding me? I'm, <laughs> no, this all play, listen, this all plays into what you're talking about. D- the Jags suck. No, you're, you're, you guys are up in Pennsylvania. Rory's up in Virginia. You guys aren't watching Jacksonville at 1 o'clock when there's eight other games on. But if you can find some wild line that you love or you have your fantasy quarterback or running back, or if you're just in the gambling mood and want to burn $10, yeah, and you sit on the couch watching the Jags play the Colts, like your eyes are going to be on that TV. You're going to see all the commercials that are on there. You're going to learn the game. You're going to learn the players, learn the drivers. Um, th- that, that's, it's so true. And I, I, I wish that you guys could see my face right now because I literally sat back in my chair and was just like mind blown when you brought up the, not only the in-person at race betting, but the boosted odds that seems like a no brainer to get people in the seats, more people in the seats, more butts in the seats equals more revenue for the track, more revenue for the TV deals more revenue for the teams the profit sharing of what you were talking about like ryan blaney this weekend for example plus 600 i think that's an outrageous line i'm side note i'm probably still going to take it but i think that's a ridiculous line if you could tell me that i could be in Loudon, new hampshire and get double that or even 40 percent more plus a thousand ten to one are you kidding that would incentivize my ass to get to the track like i'm already the biggest diehard fan NASCAR fan in the, in the city of Jacksonville, Florida, but that like that would bring people out of the woodshed to, to the races. I mean, I, I don't know if I'm missing something here or if I'm just like way too optimistic, but that just seems like a foolproof way to get butts in the seats. People that don't watch NASCAR, people that are early on in their fandom with NASCAR. I mean, that, 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 is something seriously outside of the box that I think would, would catapult this. I'm, I'm happy to hear your reaction to that, Mark. And I agree with you. I think all four of us would take advantage of that. The, the thing about it is I think to get to that point where people are like flying out of the woodshed to, to go to these races or, or like actually like making long trips to make the track, to make these bets, it, it, it's a long burn to get to that point. But the scenario that I think of is if this is in place, and, you know, it's, it's Denny versus Chastain. That's our matchup of the week. Okay, Clint, you know, what's the, what are the odds right now? Well, you know, it's, it's minus 120 for Denny and plus, plus 100 for, for Ross. But I got a Clint special here for you on the NASCAR Sportsbook. You know, Clint's going to, or uh, Ross is going to be plus 400 in this matchup. Denny will be plus 100. If you go in right now, you got it. What this does is people like us, we're, we're already like, you know, accustomed to this shit. But the people who aren't, 
are going to say, what the fuck is this? And, you know, Joey Bag of Donuts is going to say, hey, son, what are they talking about here? And they're going to educate their family members or the people that they watch NASCAR with. And then that person is going to say, of course, Ross is going to win. I can win four dollars to one on that bet. Of course, they're going to win. Sign me up. And it's going to take a little bit of time for people to kind of get to that point. But then once the, the natural fan base is, is educated in that, it'll take a season. After that, you're printing money. So that's that's where, you know, my head goes. But um, and I'm, I'm pumped to hear you, you know, fired up about it. It just we're skipping over a lot of red tape. But, uh, you know, at, at least some some states right now, Pocono, perfect example, sports betting legal mobile app legal like do it there's no reason it's a dying track do it um so you could tell i'm fired up here yeah you are fired up and i love it uh so a couple things and you just touched on pocono uh but pocono you know is raced yeah we go there once a year there are six different races that we go the nascar series goes to arizona twice illinois once indianapolis once michigan one time and then Pocono, that total six. Right now, Barstool is at Bristol Motor Speedway and Phoenix International Speedway, or Phoenix, whatever uh, it is now. And that is huge to have it on site, uh, in person, like we're all talking about. That is big, but there's also gateways. You know, they don't have anything there yet. Indy, Indy would be amazing if you could have something so close or you know, the property is very historical. So I get that maybe that we're not putting a sports book there, but, uh, but it, it does lend opportunity like we're talking about, but like even just having an event, have an event at these tracks at the track outside the track, different, you know, close, uh, you know, nearby city where you can have live stream uh, events happening where you can continue to bring in an audience, bring in a gathering and, um, continue to promote it. I, I'm fired up with you. There, there's one aspect that I, I left out, and I know we're over the time that we kind of set out to, to do here. We tried to keep a time box, but we got out of control here. So, um, y'all can blame that on me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I'm, I'm blowing us up here with this last part, but the, the last thing that I want to say was, you know, Rory keeps talking about golf and, and the majors, right? NASCAR talks about, crown jewel races a sports book element to the broadcast you could make the majors a real thing like actually fucking do it make it so you know daytona 500 everyone that's like every year that's the most listened to episode that i have it's the first episode of the year and you kind of feel like shit afterwards that you're trying to chase that like you know that that feeling but that's the race that everyone's going to game on if you generate this major concept throughout the season it's just like going back to horse racing it's just like the derby i don't i don't i love horse racing you know call out my girl may hemily came on for the kentucky derby she's phenomenal she lives she breathes it i'm not like that but i come out for the derby i come out for belmont i come out for the preakness on my app and i bet those races and i watch them people would do that too if you get them into the app you get them oh shit you know, this weekend's Bristol night race. Oh, really? Oh, what are the updated odds? What are the expanded odds for this race? Just like this week's the British Open. You know, we got a, a ton of stuff going on there, a ton of specials. 
Make the majors a real thing in NASCAR. Don't call them majors, call them crown jewels, whatever you want to do. Market the shit out of that via the sports book lens. That's how you would make that uh, a thing. And, and it would just, again, it's all about eyeballs and dollar signs. And there's no downside to that. So that's my rant. Uh, I'm glad that you guys didn't shoot me down. I think, you know, we're all like-minded here, but um, I, I was nervous that you guys were going to pick me apart for missing something completely. Cause no, the last I, time I did that, I was speaking into a microphone. Yeah. <laughs> by myself. I, I wish that I could add more, but I'm, my brain is just churning over here about all these different, all, all these different ideas and all these different ways that we could, we could help and assist in implementing these ideas and, yeah, some of them, you know, I got I got really fired up just like you were like, I, I am passionate about this, but I got a little fired up and I, I got to reel myself back in. And, you know, there's certain things that we're going to be shooting for the stars that may not actually happen. But at least, you know, hopefully there's ears out there that are listening to what we have to say and, and the different ideas that we have, because it's coming straight from the people that are so passionate about this, that look at it every week, every night I'm sitting in bed last night for 30 minutes, just not making a single bet, but scrolling through all the lines. Like this is coming from people that live and breathe this stuff. So I, I th this is just incredible to me. Yeah. Um, I, I, I want to, will Denny Hamlin wreck this, this week? Bro? That, that's what I want. <laughs> I want, I won't be betting on betting on Denny anytime soon. I don't believe, even though even though my wife told me to bet on him this week. Like, I don't know. I'm trying to trying to figure out where where he lands at this week. But I do I do love the idea of, of the NASCAR app thing. Like that that would be really really cool. Like just like horse racing, because I mean that way they're they're promoting it themselves. You know they would every week be like something that pops up with with the intro or and the outro and everything like that. And then you also have them put it on their logos on their shirts. You know, and I think think it would be a good thing. But um, I think me, Mark, you going to Bristol, right? Yes, sir. Okay, so. Mark and me are going to be making live bets at the track because I'm going to Bristol too. So, so this this is going to be fun. Like you're going to see beer cans just piled up everywhere after Mark and me are done. We'll be doing damn um, snow angels like Kurt Busch out there when he won the snow race. I was at that race out there doing snow angels that's gonna be me that's gonna be me and mark after we hit these winners right there live at the track well that's gonna be something that we're gonna have to follow that week on uh on twitter because i think a lot of people are gonna want to know like what that experience is like and you know make more people interested in in doing that and it would give more validity to this concept so uh that's exciting that you guys are doing that i'm, I'm pumped to hear that so uh, I guess at this point, fellas, we'll, we'll kind of wind it down. Um, I'll go to each one of you, any you know, closing thoughts, and, and also how can the people listening out there support you and what you do each week? I'll, I'll take a line from Derek in our uh, NASCAR betting preview show on Wednesday nights. You know, how, how can the people out there that are listening support what you're doing? We'll start with you, Rory. 
Um, everybody can best support me at, at Rory Picks, and um, I might be starting up an Instagram. I don't know. I, I'm I'm thinking about it. I don't. I think I will. I, I like photos, putting up stuff. That that seems like the cool place to do it. And how it's 2022, so I reckon I need to get with the program. I'm sure all of y'all have Instagram, but I I really appreciate you putting on putting on this show tonight. This this was a lot of fun, like bouncing bouncing around everybody's thoughts. And I mean, I think we're all on the same page here. I think I think we can grow that younger generation that's kind of shifted off to the frog sport, F1, F1 frogs. But, I mean, we put on a better show. How, how many times – how many bump and runs do you see every week? You know, come on, guys. Like, we, we got people fighting. We got Gibbs about knocking Mayer out, giving him a black eye. I mean, there's plenty of entertainment over there. Ever since they, they pulled, it, pulled, the, pulled the, all the scraps down – and just said, boys have at it. It seems to get better and better every week. It seems like now we got my man Mellon going up against the guy that I absolutely hate. I love it. I'm just like, keep on, Denny. Like, like I know Chastain hasn't hasn't been the best in the world, but do you really want to fuck around with a goddamn um, farmer? Like, he will slam your ass and fuck you up. Like Logano, you know, you can pick on him. His his little ass ain't gonna do nothing. Keep on messing around with the melon man. He'll take you on down there to Florida, drop you off somewhere out in the wetlands somewhere down there, and we won't even hear anything of you again. So the point there is NASCAR is entertaining, just like the F1. The, oh the, the folks at F1 who are into the, the entertainment on the Netflix stuff and, and they're gaining fit. Rory's pitch there is there is entertainment over here in NASCAR. So you better be paying attention to these guys. All right. So everybody knows Mark in Mississippi. That's where I heard the F1 frogs from. And I'm just like, I got to use this here. It's a good one. It's a good one. I, I laughed my ass off when I heard him say that one day, and I was like, oh, boy. I was like, that's a good one. I'm going to have to keep that in my memory bank. <laughs> well, F1 Frogs. So, at Rory Picks, maybe an Instagram account. You seem like the kind of guy that could whip up some pretty funny memes, Rory. I don't know why I think that, but it, it seems like you could. Um, let's go to, to Mark. Close us out. Mark, any thoughts, uh, and how can people support you? Oh man, I'm I'm glad I was muted there because I was just laughing my ass off for five minutes straight. Rory's Rory's sales pitch at the end of every single one of our shows, no matter what we're doing, just gets better and better, right? It's like uncensored Rory. Oh man, that's uh that's good stuff. I, I know I unmuted myself a couple of times and I was just I wanted you guys to know that I am laughing my absolute ass off over here. Uh Rory, never change, buddy. Um, but I, I really appreciate you guys. This is awesome. This is all, you know, still pretty new to me. So I appreciate all the support from everybody, but, uh, Twitter's at skybox NASCAR, um, part of a team, uh, a couple other guys. Uh, we have a website, uh, picks.com. We have some merch up there. Uh, we dabble in a little bit of college basketball or college football and a little NFL, um, so go check us out, buy some merch, follow us on Twitter, 
Uh, we like to have fun. And as always, appreciate Phil, Derek, Rory. This is uh, this is I'm like a kid in a candy store talking about NASCAR betting. Awesome. Thank you, Mark. And we'll uh, we'll wrap it up with you, Derek. How can people support you and any closing thoughts? Yeah, well, thanks, Phil, again, for uh, hosting us on your platform and Rory and Mark for taking time out of your nights to uh, do this. Two main points that I walk away with tonight when we're done uh, is passionate and a heart for the industry and for those involved. And, you know, just talking for the last hour plus and it, it just is one of those things where it's like, wow, this this is really going to be the future. This is going to be, you know, what people talk about down the road of NASCAR uh, gaming division. Um, and I think each and every one of you have an integral part in the growth of the gaming division. So um, that's those are some of my takeaways. And uh, I mean, I love talking about this stuff. This is so cool. Um, the best way to support me is on Twitter at Picks by Blaze. Uh, you can also support me on the Action uh, Network app. Um uh, my link is in the uh, Twitter bio there. And then the NASCAR betting preview show every Wednesday, 8 p.m. live on Twitter spaces with uh, Rory, Mark and Phil. And, uh, you know, we just break down featured matchups, have a guest on uh, each and every week and, um, you know, spotlight some community members and just do really good work, uh, I feel like, in within the industry. So that's the best way to support me. Well, yeah, thank you, Derek. I mean, you're the, the fearless leader there for sure, leading us through each one of those uh, shows every Wednesday night. So definitely give us a look there on Twitter um, and give all these guys a follow and make sure you catch those episodes. So thanks to all you guys. This was really fun um, to, to bounce these ideas off of someone for, for once. And uh, my hope, honestly, is you know because we said this episode has a, a longer shelf life than the typical one that we – usually record uh, i hope we look back on this a couple of years from now and we say to ourselves like yeah of course those things are are natural we bet on those every week uh and you know it kind of seems like second nature at that point so i uh, appreciate you guys being on here so with that i appreciate everybody listening thanks again for listening to another episode of the full tank with phil podcast the special sports book edition and uh thanks to all of my guests really appreciate you guys coming on here um, good luck this weekend and whatever weekend it is when you're listening to this. Drive fast, take chances, and we'll see you next time making some picks. no place to go. no place to go. Darling. Place to go. Have no place to go. Goodbye.